great news. Oh, you've been recording. You're recording. Just, just that. Can't do that. I'm gonna say a lot so you can't use it. And again. <laughs> the power of the beep is an amazing thing. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> You're a stitch up man. People might stop and wonder what we're doing. Mate, here. audience, this is what we're here for. Yeah. We've pulled a big crowd so far, there's no one here. <laughs> no one. Zero. <laughs> People are sitting down and using it as a rest station. <laughs> can I start the show now? Of course you can. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 313. Thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Trevor along with you from EFTM. Stephen, we're at IFA in Berlin. We are, yes. This is a, an interesting trade show. Obviously a very European flavour trade show. A lot more appliances at this trade show as well. But uh, all the major companies are represented though. You've got your Samsungs and LGs and Sony and everyone's here. And all these other little companies as well. And uh, it's what, you've a, not heard of Rapu before? I have not, but uh, I'm sure they're massive back in Finland or wherever they're from. You've just, you've just made an assumption that a design company is from Finland. We are sitting uh, in the broadcast platform. This is actually where I do the Today Show crosses from. And yeah, we're surrounded by companies we've never heard of, essentially. Yeah. Rolly I've heard of. Really? Rolly. What do they do? Anchor. What about Anchor? That's not what you put on your boat. That's different spelling of Anchor. Isn't empowering it? smarter lives over there, mate. Yeah, good. But uh, you're right. It's, it's, there's a lot of appliances here. It's not... It's not it is actually, it's huge, uh, but it's not as big as CS. Like, we were walking past Netgear and Belkin earlier, and they're quite small stands because they're really just here for a presence. Netgear does have a slightly uh, updated version of Orbi, but, you know, generally it's uh, it's a pretty solid show for, for small announcements from, from little companies and appliances and very European announcements from the rest. Oh, so, right. But yeah. it's also the timing as well. It's months away from Christmas. So yeah. any announcements, it's, it's that run-up to Christmas that they want to hit that right timing. Yeah. So, Stephen, I thought we'd start the show talking about something very near and dear to your heart, but I think you were shocked that I wanted to just start with this. That's, I was very pleasantly surprised oh, to see that at the top of the list. Force Friday. Yeah. Uh, happy, is it still Force Friday here? It's, yeah. yeah, it's Friday. So, happy Force Friday, mate. Force yeah. Friday 2, which is basically like Valentine's Day. It's a marketing gimmick, right? Disney created it. You, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you can't. But it's, the timing of it is also, it's, it's three months out from the movie, and three months and two weeks, but it's still a marketing gimmick Absolutely. to promote uh, a range of products. So basically, on this on this day, all of the companies who have Star Wars, The Last Jedi-inspired uh, merchandise are allowed to announce them to the public. They're allowed to make them or put them on sale. Some of it is on sale now. Some of it will come in the few months. But, I, I mean, for me, it was, it was bigger than last Force Friday two years ago. Yeah, um, and I don't know whether that's just because I was more aware of it and looking for stuff or whether it just is bigger. You could probably tell me that. Yes. But let's start with Sphero. Um, they dominated last Force Friday because the BB-8 was an unbelievable thing. To take their original Sphero concept, yeah. put the head on top and actually create a toy that was exactly the same as what a, pro- a character in the movie that you yeah. could never have imagined could be turned into a toy without wheels on it or something, you know? Absolutely right. Yeah, it was... Uh, it did have that sort of mystical factor to it. That, and because BB-8 was a new character, we'd never seen it before, and, they, and everyone was thinking, how the hell did they do that? And then Sphero comes out and does it with yeah. their technology. But BB-8, we, you'd seen in, uh, in, the, in the trailers, had you not, like if I'm, yes. if I'm to be correct. Yes, Whereas this year, they've released BB-9E, yes. and that's, uh, apart from Sphero's toy, yep. that's never been seen before. No. This is spoiler alert stuff. That's another reason why there's the embargo, why Force Friday's on a certain day, because for that reason... To, to, so no one spills the beans, but also it keeps all the companies behind the start line so no one gets an unfair advantage of marketing early. Right. 
So I think that that's another, yes, it is a part marketing gimmick, but that's another reason of corralling all these companies so they don't go early. But BB9E, it's kind of, it, it, it looks like BB8's evil evil brother. So it's a dark side thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. He'll, he's he's a, a droid in the from the first order, so he's black, and so he's a first order droid, an astromech droid like BB8. So, How but, racist is Star Wars? <laughs> well, black has always been associated with the good people wear white and the the, the, the evil people wear black. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, so BB BB9E is going to be 250 bucks available now at JB yeah. Hi-Fi. Yep. Um, and it is essentially the same as BB-8 in its functionality, but you know, obviously the app has enhanced sounds and different things. But the kicker for me this year was R2-D2. Yes. Now, two ninety nine, so it's a more expensive toy, but it does more because R2-D2 makes its own sounds, whereas BB-8 and BB-9E does, don't make sounds. The sounds come from the app. That's right. Whereas R2-D2 makes its own sounds. It's got its own speakers here on board. And I think looking at, like, you got to remember, this is a 40-year-old character, okay? And I think this is the first time that a, a movie-accurate and and like controllable version has been, oh, that I've, I've seen, the, the best version I've ever seen. Yeah. And the, the the sounds are absolutely right out of the movie. It also reacts to various things. You'll, you'll notice too, like oh, I did a video on Tech Guide, one section in the in the original Star Wars film, R2-D2 makes all these noise and then falls flat on his on his front. It, it can actually do that. Did you see that? Yeah. R2-D2 can do that. And all, all the sounds, and it, it's like it's literally, it, it sounds like it's just come off the screen and it's there. And so I'm, I'm assuming, and I kind of said this last night, I think, you know, BB, BB9E is massive for the kids, but it's actually the long-term Star Wars fans who are the dads now, and mums, um, who are going to be blown away by R2-D2, right? 300 bucks, yeah. mate, you'd be shelling that out tomorrow, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah, take my money now. And the good thing about it, too, is that... You hear that, Jeremy? He's willing to pay. <laughs> the, um, the, it's the same app that can control all three. If you do happen to go and buy more than one, they, they actually interact with each other. Right. And they also have that great watch with me feature as well, so you can watch all the movies yeah. with it. But they've also there's also holographic um, functionality too, where you can position the droids in a scene of the film. And so it's like you know whether it's on the the, the, the mega destroyer in the new movie or on a resistance ship, you can position them in these scenes. So you're recreating what you've seen in the films anyway. So that's that, 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 the worst me. nerdiest thing you could ever want to do, honestly. Well, I think if you're a fan of the movies, that, that's the, when, when you're a kid, you try to recreate what was in a movie. This way, with the backing of the great technology, you can do that, and, and in, a, in a really cool way. With I the, suspect a lot of people are going to buy R2D2 because it seems more functional. I think a lot of people have loved BB-8 but have found it to be something they've stopped using and now it's just a thing that sits on a yeah. shelf. So I don't think BB-9E is going to sell as well as BB-8 did, but I think R2-D2 will outsell BB-8. I so, yeah. you know. But you've got to remember that the interaction is going to be interesting. Like, What will BB-8 say in front of BB-9E? Like, are there evil, the evil twin has sort of turned up. But, the fact uh, that you're interested but, in that. but it's a, it's just an added layer of enjoyment. That's what I like about the Sphero toys, this is the products, is that there's there's longevity because they introduce these new features like the watch with me and the interactions and there's all these little scenes that can play out with them just meeting each other. It's uh, I think for a true fan like myself, it's really interesting. So I don't know what other things you've seen, but there's two others I want to mention. The first one is the little bits. Uh, creator kits. I'd never yes. heard of little so like bits a, before. The Lego thing, eh? Hey? It's kind of like Lego, but it's electronic. So each yeah. of the bits uh, get patched together and turned into an electronic version of R2-D2. So you can build R2-D2. So your kids learn a little bit about electronics, and it's about STEM education. They can decorate it how they want. In fact, you could just make it out of a bloody milk carton if you wanted to. You can make it kind okay. of out of anything. So it's it's a nice way of creating something. And also, this uh, little bits droid, 
uh, Droid Inventor Kit, I think it's called, has sensors front and back, so it won't run into something. And at the back, you can push it along using the force, mate. Oh, yeah. That's well. That, that's another thing about the Sparrow products. I think down the line they're going to be compatible with the Force Band oh, as well. Because that's ones. really easy to use. The new ones, yeah. But uh, no, the the uh, and the, what you just spoke about then, the the uh, the the kits where it's sort of teaching kids about electronics, just like Sparrow. They're, they're part of Force Friday. I think in Apple stores they had these coding. You can learn how to program the Sparrow toys as well. So it's a really fun introduction to those sorts of things like robotics, electronics, and coding. So when I heard. <clears throat> Lenovo had an augmented reality headset. I thought, well, this is going to be weird and complicated, and how's that going to work? I and you didn't look you too know. funny on the TV. Where <laughs> no, it? not at all. Um, and I, I immediately go to kind of HTC Vive as my go-to annoying uh, headset because you've got to have all the sensors around. And if you're looking at something that's going to be interactive, so you've got a lightsaber, and you're going to have a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader, how's that going to work, right? They brought it here to this very desk last night, and it was a headset a little orb, which I can't remember what they call it, but it's, the, it's basically a place finder, and the lightsaber. And I'm looking at it going, okay, so all the computer's somewhere else. I assume you plug it into a computer, right? It's all driven off your smartphone. It's actually completely bloody simple. So that so, orb then would map the room. Then, would it? So the orb sits so that you've got perspective, so it can tell where you're moving. Yeah. There's two cameras on the front of the headset which can see the orb and what you're doing with the lightsaber. And then your phone runs the app and you slide the phone into the top of the headset. So it's not blocking your view. You can still see through the headset, augmented reality. So you can see the room that you're in. And then there's a set of mirrors in there so it reflects. So it looks like a hologram. So Darth Vader appears in front of you like a hologram. But the thing, so I get that. I get the hologram. But what I don't still understand is, so there's a little cable between the headset and your phone. And it's communicating to a point where it's able to tell the app what's happening. And so... It's that advanced that you can have a bloody lightsaber battle with Darth Vader. Mate, this is, for three ninety nine. dollars got to give me one of those. <laughs> $3.99 out in November. I, I said to the guys from Lenovo, that's going to go crazy. Crazy, because, you know, to be driven off a smartphone, there's 16 smartphones it'll work on, that'll grow, yep. and they're going to be very specific about which ones it is. Uh, but it works on iPhone. Um, mate, that's a huge win for me. Yeah, I agree. I think the so the, the, that's the beauty of the, of, of the technology. Like, imagine, imagine someone pitching that idea twenty years ago. They said, "What, what are you you're dreaming? You couldn't do it." Now, with the, with the, the technology of our phones and augmented reality, you know, you, you're taking literally scenes from the movies and being able to act them out. And for Star Wars fans, that's huge. What do you think George Lucas would make of? the merchandising today because obviously merchandising was big 40 years ago as well the figurines and stuff but clearly it wasn't the revenue uh, generator that like the revenue and merchandise probably pays pays for the Disney purchase of Star Wars in the no, first place right it has done for years though it has so, merch has always made more than the films so do you think George Lucas looks at this and goes that's like awesome it's bringing my my characters to life or do you think there's part of him because he's a bit picky isn't he he's a bit he's a bit finicky about everything that would not like that well no i think he's he would be thinking yeah he he, as long as it's it stays true to the films that i think that that was his big thing and even i I heard too that even sphero in the memory i mentioned before how those droids can react to each other lucasfilm had to approve every single interaction so they couldn't do anything that they wouldn't approve of. So I think that's all. I, George Lucas was a stickler for it being accurate and true to the films. I think he'd be sitting back now, probably on a beach somewhere, counting yeah. his money, thinking, good, good luck to them. because yeah, he yeah. can count dollar bill by yeah. dollar bill for about a thousand years yeah, and he still right. won't finish that's counting. Right. Exactly. But now I, I think George, I don't think, is invested in the, in the, in the Star Wars as he, as he was when he was running Lucasfilm. 
but uh, the, the the level of merchandise we, we saw, apart from the, uh, I think there were a couple of Lenovo laptops. There were also some the uh, the small drones that have been around for a little while, yeah, but they were introduced new. as well. But um, there's going to be a wave also of all the Hasbro toys as well that we've seen. That oh, also mate, have... remember the lightsaber? They, they got another one of those yeah. for three hundred dollars. So, uh, that's the Ray lightsaber. So the, the the character from Force Awakens, who's obviously in Last Jedi, but all the little Hasbro figures, the the the, the three and three quarter inch figures, well, apparently also have a. There's like a sound card. You, you can that you scan the the scan each figure with the with the player, and it and it recites lines from the movie. So it's not just something that you can leave on the shelf. They actually they can talk to you as well. These See, that's interesting. Making the, making the figurines interactive is, is awesome. So, mate, I mean, it's a massive thing. Obviously, the movie's going to be huge. December 14, is it? December 16. In oh, okay, I thought it was 16. Oh, right. 15th in the US. Okay, very good. My, my son's birthday then. Um, I won't be taking him. Uh, Force Friday. Oh, no. <laughs> you can come with me. He's 11. It's still, it's still M-rated, isn't it? So? No, I think it'd probably be PG. Oh, okay. I don't know, maybe. Force Friday, uh, details of a lot of products on uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. But Stephen, Samsung was our first big event of the week, really? It was, yeah. Well, they they normally kick things off here at IFA and they use the the same venue, the Tempo Drone. Same as last year, was it? Yeah, the year before. I've never been there. Yeah, they've used that a couple of times. And it was all about wearables. They had three new devices, the, the Gear Sport, which I... I'm asking myself, is that the new Gear S4? Will there be a Gear S4? Or no, is that I, see, this is the thing about smartwatches, right? Everyone reckons Apple's going to release a watch. We'll talk about Apple later. I'm not sure they're ready to. I don't think you can release watches on the same cycle as even bloody tablets, right? So I think it was smart not to release a Gear S4 because it creates an expectation that every year you've got to do better. The Gear S2 was a big improvement on the Gear. The Gear S3, big improvement. I think don't think they've got much further to go, though. So yeah. what they needed was the waterproof. Rather than making it look like the 4 was better than the 3 because it was waterproof, they've just gone, let's make it waterproof and call it something else. Companion product, yeah. Well, they don't want to make the people who's bought the S, the Gear S3 think, oh, well, I've got to go but buy See, I've got an S3 and I don't need the waterproof function. I ain't yeah. going swimming any day. Okay. Well, that's up to you. But I think that what this also was meant to do was to combat... The, the Fitbits of the world and the, the Garmin's of the world as well, who they, I think they wanted to cater for the more serious athlete who wanted to dive a little bit deeper, literally dive deeper for swimming, and but also all that, that the, the fitness information that it can gather. But I, I quite like too the, uh, the Gear Fit 2 Pro, which is not your watch, but more your band with the curved screen. I remember the, the predecessor to this product I thought was excellent great value product what wasn't that expensive and had all the features most of the features of a smart watch uh, so if, if you didn't want to actually go to the trouble or the expense of buying a watch this would pretty would come close but what they've done is if they're partnered with speedo so the the speedo up app i think it's called so it's it's an app you know on speedo on so while you're swimming you can count your strokes and your laps and all everything you need to know because they're they're waterproof now to, to 50 meters so they've also paired with uh with under armor who are owners of a lot of popular apps as well fitness apps and of course with spotify so stream your music while you're training but if you want to go to that depth of exercise that, that the level the gps tracking on board it's all there yeah. i read somewhere today i think it might have been peter wells mentioned that uh 
Spotify offline will work on the watch and the the pro as well. So it's interesting that they get, you might be able to download a couple of songs onto yeah, well, there from your Spotify though. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing from Spotify though well, on, onto a smartwatch. If you've got a premium that's mechanic, huge. You've got a premium yeah, mechanic, but yeah. but you can do that on a phone now. I get that. But yeah, on a smartwatch, you can't do that. You can't download your Spotify songs onto an Apple Watch. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, probably right. See what I'm saying? You can yeah. download your iTunes music on there. That's a big yeah. deal. I think they've done a good job with that. Oh, so that's cool. I think the, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought their washing machine was interesting. The Q, Samsung's Q-Drive washing machine that is, it, uh, allegedly cuts the washing time by half with the same washing result. That's yeah. interesting. I think it'll take some time for people to, someone with better smarts than me to determine whether that's true or not. Totally right. But those headphones look pretty amazing. The Gear Icon X. Yeah, the, these are, do you remember the first, this is the second version. This is the sec, the first version of these were pretty handy. They've updated them now so that it also includes the running coach. So in your ear, you can have all your, your exercise instructions. Uh, these are also uh, have four gig of internal storage. So you were mentioning music before. That's got room for about 300 songs to fit on the earphones. It's like an old iPod. That's it. So you don't need to have your phone t- tied to it. You can, you can get all your fitness exercise, and all, all your fitness information. You've got your running coach and your music all in these, these wire-free earbuds. That uh, well, the only color they showed on the stage though was pink, but I do I do believe that they are available in in blue, gray, no black, gray, and pink. They look good, and I look at the the um, Rob who's with me who goes running, and he said, mate, the idea of having your music in your headphones is gold because you don't yeah. need to take a phone. Right. The idea we're we're getting very close to a point where the phone is not required for a lot of activity with the watches with 4G, yeah, all these kind of things, Apple you know. Watch does that too? You got, you can connect Bluetooth headphones yeah. and have music on it as well. Yeah, they're very good. So uh, yeah. So what else was sent? Anything else from Samsung? There was. Uh, they've also got oh, the Q, they got a QLED they got a new TVs. QLED TVs, but they're for Europe. But that QLED gaming monitor yep. was ridiculous. Like a 49-inch curved yeah. gaming monitor. This was a crazy thing. It was what a 32 by 9 aspect ratio or something that's like would uh, is, is 40. Was a 49? Did you say 49? 49 inches. Inch, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, that's a big monitor. All right, uh, check them all out at uh, eftm.com and techguide.com.au. If you've got any thoughts on what you've seen and read and heard at uh, at IFA, uh, just tweet us at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick. Well, you can see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian customers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution with HDR+, wider colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR. You can also view Stan, Freeview Plus and YouTube is all built in. And with the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. They're also here at IFA. High sense, see the incredible. 75 inches. The crowd around us here at IFA, they just went wild for that. Yes, they did. Did you hear them? They whistled. All, all two all people. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, I popped over to JBL earlier. They don't have a stand in the show. They've kind of got a, um, a tent just outside the show. It's annoying. But um, anyway, it was pissing down rain yesterday, which was really great. Uh, thanks very much for that, Berlin. Um, and there's some really cool stuff coming from JBL, a lot of speakers. Um, and frankly, in the lead up to Christmas, 
pretty much every new JBL speaker is going to be available at Harvey Norman and Co. Like they're going very hard. But do you know what caught my eye was a set of headphones for kids. Now I've, we, I think we've both seen plenty of kids' headphones before. They've got the volume limiting and stuff. But have a think about those ones you've seen. They've never been a big brand. And so you're a parent looking around for headphones. I think it's hard to make a judgment on whether they're going to be good headphones. So JBL Juniors is the name of the headphones. They're going to be around, they're not announced yet, but $50 uh, for the wired version, $80 for Bluetooth. Um, And here's the thing, they come in like four different colours. And in the box, there's two sticker sheets so the kids can get them and then personalise them, put stickers all over them, enjoy them. But they're volume limited to 85 decibels. So volume limited to 85 decibels means that, you know, the kids' ears are protected. Really cool, excuse me, really cool product. I've got that up at EFTM. But the other one... Noise cancelling? No, no, they just. I've had a surprising number of parents email me through Tech Guide and asking, "Oh, what are good headphones for kids?" And I struggle to answer. Like, they, they want noise cancellation. They want them. What do they want noise cancellation for? Well, they might be going on a holiday. They might be going on a plane. They want to sort of help them reduce the noise, help them get asleep on the plane. So I don't ask them that why. I try to try to find out the the right product for their needs. But yeah, get a set of JBLs. But the other one. And this is interesting. In fact, I haven't got it on the list, but I'll, I'll talk about both now, is Google Home-capable speakers. Um, so Sony have got a Google Home-capable speaker. So it's a, it's a Sony speaker with Google Assistant built into it. JBL have one called the Link 10 coming out. The Sony one's going to be about $300 in October. The JBL one, probably $230. Yep. So think about it. A, a Google Home is $199, and it's a crap speaker. Right? It's an $80 yep. Bluetooth speaker. You bring a JBL or a Sony speaker into the room, and it's a good sound, yep. and you're only paying an extra premium of maybe $50 or $100 over the Google Home. It pretty much knocks Google Home out of the it speaker does, yeah, market yeah, right, and right. makes it only uh, people people that think that they're the only thing that can do it. Uh-huh. So JBL and, and Sony have got a speaker that can now do everything that Google Home can do, well, but with better you, sound. While you're talking about Sony, I thought I'd just, just a little segue here about a Sony product, their new 4K HDR projector. Did you see this? No. Like, oh, the reason I looked at it is my, in my home theatre I got a Sony 4K projector, but it's not HDR. And I looked at this new speaker, and it absolutely blows mine out of the water, how much better it is. Oh, you stuff now, then. Well, you know, I asked the bloke how much it costs. So the, the, the one that I had, that I watched, he said it's uh, 20,000 euros. So that would be, what, about 25K Australian? 30. Yeah, so... Good luck, mate. Yeah. My, the other thing Sony had... friends at Sony, I'll be hitting them up. While we talk about... You were talking about the Icon X, or whatever they're called, from yes. Samsung. Sony's... Yeah, yeah. So, no, do you remember the... M, no, no. Oh, I'm, oh, oh, no, these are the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little uh, MDR um, 1000X that I had last year. Yes. Unbelievable noise cancelling. So, this year, they've gone... Uh, they've got an around-the-neck version, which is very big in the States. I don't think it's a big Australian thing. And then they've got in-earbuds, which do noise cancelling. As well. I mean... Basically, you're getting the quality noise cancelling that you get from Sony headphones in an earbud for $3.99, I think they were, made. That's, that's a big deal. I'll tell you, well, a little insight into how I travel. I use noise cancelling earphones, not headphones. Is that what you do too? I carry both. I, I, got my, I just carry the, the Bose QC20s. So I've got the QC20s when yeah. I want to sleep, and I know my head's yes. going to be on a, on, yes. a, on a side or whatever, but, but the, I use the big ovary ones when I'm awake and doing work and watching a movie. The, sort of the, the level of convenience for the earphones is great because you've got nothing over your head, but now they've taken the cord away. That's just taken it to another level. But on a plane, what if you lose one? Yeah. I, actually, I had that issue with, an air, with the AirPods. Really? I, I, dropped, I dropped one, I thought, and it was a packed plane. I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to get that now? So on a domestic flight, I'm, I'm sitting in the in the window seat, dropped it, and I'm thinking I can't just get up and look under chairs. And luckily, some the, the lady sitting behind me goes, "Oh, here, uh, is this yours?" 
And I thought, thank God, they, they could have been, they could have stepped on it, they, it could have been gone. So yeah, you're right, that is an issue, but just try not to drop them. Yeah. <laughs> now you're here as a guest at LG and they had one big product reveal and that's, uh, that's a brand new smartphone. Yeah, oh, actually I've got it right here, Trevor. This is the, the V30. Now you remember last year they had the V20, big phone and aimed at... It had two screens though. It did, yeah. It had, a, like, like the HTC phone, had a little secondary screen, but... It was, I think it was sort of the design of it was more aimed at your, your techie, masculine sort of user. I think they've gone away and thought, well, we can, we can, we've got all this great technology. They've brought OLED. They've got a, like a full vision OLED screen on here as well. Six-inch screen, although it doesn't look like a six-inch screen. They've sort of, they've, they've used the whole, almost the entire front face of the phone. But what they've done with this is they've added these really interesting features for your photography, to, to shoot video so there's a there's a, 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 a feature called Cinemode so you can choose what what hue you want on your on your film they had the the um the cinematographer from Game of Thrones up on stage saying that different hues like red sort of builds tension, blue does this and all these other colours, you can actually add these to what you're filming so it gives your your film, your movies a bit of a, a bit of different look and feel. The thing is though They've got the they've got the full screen, um, call it infinity, call it uh, great screen to body ratio, whatever you want, right? But the fact is that LG have a huge leap on everyone else in the market because everyone else is going to have to catch up to Samsung now, right? Whereas LG were first, and and they've come to them with their big screen phone as well. So LG are really taking it to Samsung here. They've done a very good job. I agree. And you got to remember too, LG was the first company to put the button on the back. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like now everyone's doing it. So LG are a bit of a, they've been a pioneer in some parts of the mobile industry, but this device here, the V30, it's got the, the dual lens The camera. purple really suits you. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually uh, lavender. It's purple, mate. Called lavender. Mate, uh, just tweet lavender. me. If lavender's not purple, okay, well, I'm a monkey's uncle. I know. I'm just saying that the official name is not purple. It's purple. It's something different. But apart from the design, and I did, I did speak to the, uh, the design team, it's actually quite light. Even you can handle this phone. It's 158 grams. And the reason it's light and thin is because the OLED screen takes up less space than a regular screen. So sort of, it's not quite 4K quality, but the, the, the contrast and black levels are really impressive. So not quite the quality in your TV or OLED TV, but not far off it, right in the palm of your hand. So for viewing content, it's excellent. Also got high quality audio. It's got DAC, so it can actually play back high-res audio and can also uh, squash down the file, so compress the file, so you can stream high-res uh, quality as well. But uh, it's also got a, a battery that you can get full charge in just th- uh, f- half, 50% charge in just 30 minutes, so that, that, that recharge. It also has voice recognition, so you can actually talk to it as another way of unlocking the phone. So rather than using your fingerprint or facial recognition, you can say, hey, it's Trevor, and it'll, it'll recognise your voice or my voice or whoever's voice it is. Now, the colours, lavender violet Purple. is what I've got. It's going to be black, uh, Aurora black, cloud silver. I love these names. Cloud silver and Moroccan blue. Yeah, and the black and the silver one will come to Australia if best. Probably right. And it's a Qualcomm Snapdragon processor. So, mate, the battery, I've got to say, I charged this two days ago. I've still got 20% battery. 20%, yeah, yeah. And I've been using it as my phone, my emails and everything on it. So pretty good. 
Good stuff from LG. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, our good friends at uh, Netgear are here. They do have a slightly improved version of Orbi, a, a corporate version and uh, some different uh, upgrades. We'll tell you about them as they come to Australia. But Orbi is the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. It gives you secure, reliable, crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. And and with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for, and the sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. Gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi every Stephen, I told you so. You told me so, that the Apple launch is going to be on the 12th of September? Is that what we, we kind of hinted at that? Yeah. I, t- I told it wouldn't be in the first week, and I told you to be a Steve Jobs theatre. Yes, we did. Uh, you did say that, and you were right. Proven. So the invites went out yesterday, um, and what does it say? Um, join us at our place? Uh, meet us at our place. Meet us at our place, which I think is just brilliant, because normally, and it's a problem for the, for the rumour mongers, because normally the invite has some hint to the to what the device is going to be, you know. Look at the Apple um, logo. There's like a shape of of an iPhone. Yeah. Whatevs, mate. The thing here is... Uh, Steve Jobs Theatre is the uh, small, quite a small theatre. Thousand seats. Under, underground in, in Apple Park, Cupertino, the spaceship. So a couple of things here. Uh, we're getting to go to the spaceship, so that's yeah, a little bit exciting. Awesome. But secondly, this is the first time the media will have been in, in the Steve Jobs Theatre. This is the first well, event the first for the Steve Jobs Theatre. Yeah. And it's perfectly timed because it's the 10th anniversary of... You know, debatably Steve Jobs' biggest moment, you know, the, the launch of the iPhone. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a phone, an internet communi- communicator and an iPod, uh, you know, those kind of, it, all those things come rushing back. So the idea that the 10th anniversary iPhone will be announced there is big. Um, I don't think we learn anything more in the last few weeks other than what we've been saying for a very long time. Yeah. Three phones, one of them will be the, the Pro Edition, whatever it's called. Um, two of them will be the incrementally um, upgraded uh, seven versions. Um, what do we learn? I mean, this is this just gets the, the excitement going yeah. um, while everyone's still talking about other things. Takes the focus of everyone else, and we all start talking about Apple again. Well, I think yeah, it's it ticks the boxes in terms of the the, the size of the event. I think there's been a lot of expectation about this new phone. Let, let's face it, Apple haven't really had a redesigned phone for three, four years now. So there's ex- excitement around that. The 10th anniversary of the iPhone is another another factor, and the fact that it's going to be at the Steve Jobs Theatre. First time anyone's ever been there. First time it's been used, and and a, and a fitting tribute to they've named the the theatre after Steve Jobs. And like you said, that that moment ten years ago changed the world because uh, it it brought put this computer in your pocket, the App Store a year later, and totally changed the way we live our lives. And let me say, um, and this is a big call, but I think other people have made it as well. I think this day, not specifically, but this year, this era, is also the next evolution of, of changing the world. AR kit is actually iOS 11's best feature. It's actually the best thing that the iPhones can do, but obviously any iPhone from an iPhone 6 onwards can do it. But, you know, imagine what will be capable with the big screen of the rumoured, you know, Pro Edition. ARKit is is Apple's under-the-hood coding that allows developers to build augmented reality. And when you see what uh, Lenovo did with augmented reality, it's great, but it doesn't know there's a table here. So Darth Vader could walk straight through it. Um, and what augmented He's reality... Not the force, he could do that. Oh, shut up. 
what augmented reality should do is is know the environment. And we were lucky enough to spend some time in New York while we were there yep. as guests of Samsung um, to yeah. pop into an Apple, Apple uh, briefing <laughs> um, to see ARKit in action. Now, there was a bunch there we can talk about, but I, yeah. I just want to talk about IKEA because I think it was the most mind-blowing, genuine usage of ARKit yeah. that we'll ever see, which is, well, not ever see, because that's, we're going to be, we're, in five years from now, we're going to look back and go, that was start, silly, right? But, you know, you're in your lounge room, uh, or you've just rented a place or whatever, and you're in the room, and you go, what, what's going to look good here? You can place IKEA furniture in the room, not just to see what it looks like, but to walk around it, yeah. and it looks like it's and there. It's a scale. It's yeah. the right size. It drops within 98% of, 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 of scale. It's going to be there. Uh, you can manipulate it around, choose the different colours, put a footstool in, put a couch in, put a you know table in, whatever you need, and then and, buy it, and then and buy then it directly through the app is the theory. But Smart. the idea that you can walk around it and it looks like you're there, it's so hard that to explain really to people. But when people see it for the first time, they will be blown away. Do you not? Reckon? Yeah, I totally agree. And it, it is, you're right, a very a perfect application to AR and and Apple again have just given given developers a massive boost here by saying Here, here's this, this amazing new toolkit go and make stuff and you you think about how hard that would be off from scratch if you're an app developer like try to do that on android you'd have to have all those smarts whereas apple have built the foundation for you already and i think some of the people at the like we saw there was a cooking there was like the guy making virtual cupcakes the hungry caterpillar i think the hungry the guy what was it the the the, the book that he's recreated yeah, eric cole the, the hungry caterpillar yeah. He said it took him two weeks. Yeah, and and and, and it, look, it can be improved. There's no doubt, yeah. and it will improve. But this this hungry caterpillar thing, you put the the iPad or an iPhone in the hands of a child, and they bring the hungry caterpillar to life. The thing hatches in an egg in front of you. It goes around eating things. You've got to tap on a tree to shake the the apple down, a pear, whatever it is, and it eats all the things. And then it then it turns into a bloody butterfly, and it flies away. You look up in the air, and there's millions of the things. <laughs> it's it's happening around you, but not yeah. really. And then there's a game that 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 game I can't arise, remember what it's called yeah, Arise, arise that, or AR that, Rise yeah. that only works if you if you move around it. The game is happening in front of you. It's mate, you it line, is sensational. Things and it's like point point perspective. You got to line up different things for your character to advance through the levels. Yeah. The other game was The Walking Dead. Uh, that that was a cool game as well, where you can use your environment. As the game, as as the game, like The Walking Dead's a massively popular show. So imagine you you're down the park or at home or wherever you are. You want to start up a game. You sort of you, you look through the the camera on the phone, and suddenly there's all these the, these walkers around you, these zombies walking around you, and you team up with with characters from the show to shoot all these different zombies. I didn't like it, I'll be honest. Well, I I, I, but but I know that that will be how games are made now. That's the thing. The other to to play that sort of game, you would have needed a VR headset. Yeah. So you you're you're all covered up. But here, you just got your phone. Your phone is your window into this world, and you're you're turning around. Oh, hang on, there's someone over here as well. Celebrities will get into this stuff because we see what they did. They had the Walking Dead character, and they were trying to pose around it. You're going to see this happen everywhere. The posing for for augmented reality things, mate. It's very very cool. I put some stuff up on EFTM.com. You've got it at TechEye.com today. Really worthwhile. Just having a look, have a watch the videos because yeah. you'll understand what we're talking about a little bit more, and it will blow your mind. It's really cool stuff. And it's and just the start. It is the start where where Apple have given this little toolbox yeah. 
and the, the, the developer, it's just up to their imagination what they come up with. I reckon we're going to see some amazing things. I think that I remember doing a segment maybe two or three years ago on the Today Show, like things that Steve Jobs, I wrote on EFTM, things that Steve Jobs could never have imagined the iPhone could do. Like, you know, water your pot plant because through your power plot, uh, open your front door and all those things. Yeah. In five years from now, we're going to be having the exact same conversation about what AR kit developers, the people that yeah. thought that was a good idea, could never have imagined it could do. It's really exciting stuff. So check it out online. It's it's really, really cool. Well, let's wrap it up, Stephen, with a couple of minute reviews. Uh, even though we're here in Berlin, they are up at techguide.com.au. And you're going to kick it off with the second edition of the Obo, uh, the Kobo Aura. Aura H2O Edition 2. This is a waterproof e-reader, but the improvement here is in the screen. They're, they've put in what they call the Comfort Light Pro, so it reduces the blue light spectrum. So you, you, you think about it, a lot of people like to read before they go to bed. Yeah. So if they're, they're smashing themselves with a blue light, they're not going to sleep. Smashing themselves in bed. <laughs> with blue light. Blue light. With blue light, yeah. So now with the uh, the Comfort Ooh. Light Pro, <laughs> there'll be there'll be less there'll be less blue light in your face. And it's also waterproof, Trevor, too. It's waterproof. So if you it's want an to take, of CSI, what are they going to find? If you want to take it into the shower or into the bath, you can do that as well. So you think about it, we spend a lot of time reading near bodies of water. We're at the beach, we're at the pool on a holiday, so it helps that the e-reader is waterproof as well. It is the Kobo Aura Edition 2, H2O Edition 2. Uh, it has, it, uh, oh, you know what I like about it too is that it gives you the ability to change the font, change the size of the font, really adapt, the, you can even change the margin width, so you can really adapt it to how you like to read. Yes, especially oh, I love for, to read. for people who, who you know, they, they don't want to wear their reading glasses in bed or whatever. They can just make the font size bigger so they can uh, read without their glasses. But the Aurora, the Kobo Aura uh, H2O Edition 2 is 239 bucks. You can buy it from JB Hi-Fi, Maya, and online at Angus and Robertson Bookworld. Good stuff. Check it out, techguide.com.au. And the other one that we've both worn um, is the Huawei Watch 2, the first 4G smartwatch in Australia. A very uh, different feeling to be able to walk away without your smartphone and still take calls. Yeah, uh, we've spoken about this in the past. The This 4G SIM card is kind of a blessing and a curse. I think the blessing is the fact that, yeah, yeah, you want to be away from your phone. You can still be in contact. The other thing too is that it, it, you know, sort of the curse side of that is that it, it, it really draws on the battery power. So if you're using it a lot and if you forwarded calls to it from your phone, it's going to tax the battery quite heavily. So in Australia, you know, as you know, you can't have the same phone number on two SIM cards. So you need to buy a separate SIM card for the watch and forward your calls. And you've got to remember to turn off the call forwarding, otherwise your watch will be getting all your calls. But uh, battery-wise, I found that I had to turn off a few things to make it last the full day. Like the, I, I had the always-on display. I switched that off. I didn't use as, the, the phone on its, the, the watch on its own as a phone very often, uh, and found that I'd get through the whole day. But in terms of the design, I think it's uh, it, it looks like a watch. The thing is, though, you can't really change the bands up very well. Like I think with the with a Gear Sport from Samsung, you could just get a normal 20 mil band. But because this is sort of contoured, see how the band sort of curves into yeah. the body of the of the watch, you're stuck with that as well. Uh, and the SIM card is actually behind that watch strap, so that's kind of a little downside there as well that you can't 
adapted as, as you want. It forever to work out where the SIM card slot was, by <laughs> the way. No, genuinely. Behind it's not in the book. The, yeah. It's not in the book. Yeah, it's not in the setup. Behind the uh, An average. Oh, yeah. I think the average person going to go, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. It was very, very weird. Anyway, look, it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. Available at Vodafone, too. Um, they've, got a, they've got a plan for it, a data plan, if you want to use it that way. I think the screen's a bit smaller. They reduced it from the, the, the original Huawei watch. They reduced it a touch. I reckon that if they had kept the right screen, that same screen size would have worked out well. Uh, it's a great exercise watch, I've got to say. If you're the, the exercise, they made a point about that. We were in China. Yeah. They made a point about how they have to be getting into this space and make, improving the fitness um, parts of it. And you know that goes to what Samsung's launching too. Like, yeah, this has got features that you'd that you'd get on a dedicated like Garmin top of the line watch, like measuring your VO2 max training effects and things like that. Your recovery times. That that's normally a feature on a dedicated sports watch. But the Huawei, uh, as an exercise watch, actually does a good job. Uh, available now, it is five. $599. Stephen, it was lovely to see you um, for episode 313 here at uh, IFA Berlin and um, still uh, a lot to see. You've got another half a day to look around and then you're heading home. Um, I'll be home during the week next week. We'll do another show next week from home. Uh, work out whose uh, side of the bridge we'll do that on, but we'll uh, have that debate. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to Netgear and Hisense for their support. And for you, to, for your support, Stephen, uh, safe travels, mate. And to you too, Trev. We'll see you back in Sydney. May the force be with you. And you too.